Hello and welcome to Wild and Untamed, the podcast for the unapologetic and embodied. In today's episode, we speak to Magic Kathy, who is a spiritual teacher, ascension guide, and cosmic soul contract channel. She uses her passion for astrology, human design, science, and psychology to reconnect the human with the soul and helps people all around the world to break out of their programming, societal and parental conditioning, and the fear and limitations that makes them not actualize and live in their greatest potential and their deepest desires. Kathy's deepest desire is to guide humans back to their true essence, to reconnect them with their heart and their soul so they can feel and realize that earth actually is heaven when we become the embodied bridge between the cosmos and the earth. That is when we become limitless creators. Oh my gosh, in this episode we dive into the archetype of Lilith and how we're all being invited to step into our liberated expression. She is helping us to break down what the fuck has been going on over the last few months. So many people have been experiencing these death processes and having to release and surrender and so many People have really been struggling over the winter months if you're in the northern hemisphere. And so Kathy is going to share with you what's been going on in the cosmos and actually now what we're stepping into. I am so excited to dive into this episode with you. Kathy and I are co-hosting an event in London on the 10th of April in England, London, England. So if you are lit up and turned on by what we talk about in this episode, this event is going to be an extension of all of that where we dive into even deeper astrology, even deeper human design, even deeper into the gene keys and then I will be leading us through a beautiful sensual embodiment practice to unleash your inner Lilith. I can't wait for you to listen to this episode. I hope you enjoy. Kathy, welcome to Wild and Untamed. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for inviting me into your space. I'm excited to talk about the wild feminine very in time and in tune with your podcast obviously yes literally wild and untamed it could not be a more perfect um title for what we're about to go into because whenever you and i seem to actually collide in terms of our fields and actually come into connection because we're always orbiting one another but whenever we come into connection it always seems to be centered around Lilith and she is the epitome of wild and untamed so I'm excited for all that is about to unfold within this podcast today. Me too especially because yeah as you mentioned we seem to always connect in a very Lilith way. And I just came out of my Saturn return and my Saturn is conjunct Lilith in my chart. And it's just like been so much learning and up leveling and understanding deeper and deeper and deeper what Lilith really represents, not just for women, but for the collective, especially right now. And I think we are at a pivotal turning point 
and there is no better time for this conversation yeah and i know that we touched upon it um when we were checking in earlier but to your point this is what it feels like a turning point in the collective and i'm gonna invite you to share a little bit about the depths of what we've personally been moving through and also how that is reflective of the collective not just i know that my marking point is really the eclipse season like october november of 2021 things really started to amp up but specifically over the last couple of years that it really feels like we're at this turning point and i would love to invite you to just share about why and what has been so intense specifically from around that eclipse season because i've witnessed so many light workers and so many soul-centered entrepreneurs spiritual people tantricas like people in my field coming out now and hands up saying like i was in the depths of fucking hell like over the winter i was in the depths of hell and i know that you and i both relate to that as well whether it be from the eclipse season or more so concentrated over the last few weeks so can you just expand on the astrology of what the fuck has been going on that's definitely a question i've been asking myself a lot even though i know the astrology but it's been a fucking ride and i agree with you it, it it really was the time period from december where we had the last eclipse early december until now i mean still now i just literally a few days ago crumbled out of my own dark shell and was like okay i need to be out there again i can't i can't live like this this is not life mm-hmm. like i was i felt that like literally that because of all the things that happened and I didn't know how to recover because after I recovered from one thing, then the next thing came the next thing and the next thing. And for me, it was a very physical experience too. Um, And a very divine feminine thing too, or feminine thing too, where we can talk more in depth about it. I haven't really shared it anywhere, but it really threatened my survival, my safety and everything as a woman on this planet. And I was just like, okay, I have to experience this, I guess, because I do the service that I do. Um, And what we've been really feeling into or going through is not just the eclipses of December until now. It's really also the connection, which brings us back to Lilith between Venus and Lilith. Mm. So the whole archetype of feminine energy, trusting, surrendering, flowing, right? Creativity, breaking out of the structures, because we had three Venus-Pluto conjunctions in Capricorn, and I will explain why that is so significant in a minute, over the winter and Venus retrograding, which basically means that each and every single soul on this planet had to have three deaths and rebirths to the feminine inside so basically yeah it's this breaking away out of this sweet lovey-dovey woman right Mm. like the the good girl so to speak and allowing us to really face all of our shadows as well without judging ourselves and I think especially for light workers that has been a hard lesson because we thought we had already you know work through so many shadow 
aspects and whatever and we are like the it's almost like we had to break out of our spiritual ego now you know the ego we've erased that and now it was the spiritual ego which can sometimes be also very confronting which also means that we might have attachment to our quote-unquote role as a spiritual teacher or as a spiritual person or as a role model right can we also allow ourselves to be human to also be in the mud and not know how to get out of there and on top of that, obviously, on a collective level, that Capricorn area has been hit hard since two years now, uh, January 2020, when we had a Saturn Pluto conjunction in, Gen uh, in Capricorn, which was the starting point of us collectively re-renovating, essentially, the structures on this planet. And that is now very much also the theme with, again, Venus, creative aspect, right? Creative energy. How do we recreate those structures that have been crumbling? And where do, did we still have attachment to old structures, to old securities, to old whatever patterns that we need to also let go in order to build that new foundation? I said it to Lara before, it's like the universe putting, literally throwing in our faces where we still have old baggage that is weighing us down from flying. And that's really what has been going on. And a lot of that has to do with us allowing the divine to flow through us in a very creative way. So not having attachment to even what we create, to who we are as a spiritual person. You mentioned that your business has been like really much, I don't know. Flipped crumbs. on its head, literally exactly. crumbled down. Exactly. And everything that I had built and everything that I thought that I was going into it literally and what was interesting just to touch upon that is yeah. that for me everything in my business kind of it kind of withered up yeah and it was because I wasn't owning and claiming my full gifts mm -hmm. right I was yeah okay teaching sacred sexuality and and self-love and an embodiment is on the surface level generally pretty accepted so with the sexuality piece it was kind of you know a little bit taboo but still like if you look around society there's sex everywhere so it was still like a safe space but what i wasn't owning was my gifts with the womb and my mm. gifts in the womb space. And so it was like, if you don't fucking own this, if you don't claim this as part of your service, if you don't start helping people with the womb space, you're not gonna survive. Like it was really this crippling lesson of you have to show up as all of you, not in a week, not in a month, not in a year now. We need a hundred percent. Yeah, and that I feel like is such big Lilith energy, like full yeah. expression. You're not allowed to hide anymore from aspects or elements of who you are. You have to, especially if you're leading in a spiritual, if you're in a leadership role within spiritual realms, it's imperative that you own and you show up as all of you because all of you is the permission slip for others to claim all of them and the more people that there are claiming the fullness of their soul that's how we get to shift and to quantum leap in terms of jumping to this new timeline that we're desperately trying to get onto. <laughs> yes. i love that yes and you know again it has been a similar experience for me i mean i think partially it's also for us on a very 
personal level sad rising so the eclipses were literally on our ascendance which means that the next six months after december for us were all about how do you show up in the world how do you present yourself and it's funny because i i know we had a conversation i think it was in your um, membership where i said like you know it could even mean that we changed the way we look and I've, I said that to you and now look at me changing my hair color in a very little <laughs> way. I'm like, ah, I need a, a revamp. I need to have more fire in my life. I need, you know, like to step away from this blonde, good girl. Like, no, it's red now. But anyways, um, what I wanted to say to that is also for me, it's, it's like the universe really reshuffling the cards for a lot of light workers and spiritual leaders in a way where it's also we have to be flexible with what is required and needed in the collective. Mm. So the universe assigns a new role maybe to us, you know? So if we have attachment to the way we serve even, then we will be in pain. We just have to become a vessel and not identify or, you know, overly attached to a specific way of serving. Mm. Yeah. And that's what I also see for the, for, for the future moving forward. But if you feel like I'm only powerful if I work with this or with this or with this, then you, you're just not, you know, that's just, again, spiritual ego. Yeah. And I think that's why it can be also really painful and confusing for a lot of people right now. And if you tune back into your heart, into your womb, and you realize, okay, maybe that's something that I always knew I am supposed to do, but I have hidden it. Then you have to tap into it now. Now is yeah. the time. And I think that that's so important. And for everybody listening, I really want to invite you to check in. Like, and even if you just take a couple of breaths right now into your heart, into your womb, or if you're male, into your hara. So it's the, into your lower belly, just a really big, beautiful breath and just check in and just ask yourself, is there anywhere that I'm hiding? Is there anywhere that I am not claiming all of who I am? And can I take one step, one step or even a leap of faith into sharing that gift, sharing that offer, sharing that service, speaking to that person. It can be in a conversation, but how can you be of the deepest service to your soul right now? So I also just want to invite you, if you feel, to share any any areas that people listening could have been feeling i know that we touched upon the identity piece but especially with all of the venus retrograde action and the conjuncts with pluto was it the conjunctions with pluto yes yes there is so many pieces in astrology i'm still trying to get to grips with so okay the venus conjunctions with pluto um how could people have experienced these like what kind of are there collective themes with those that people may have experienced or was it just a balls to the walls fucking anything that's not aligned is coming down? I would say collectively, we must have felt it in each and every single individual and I've definitely observed it with a lot of people, uh, clients in my life too. It was a huge shedding the first half of, or not half, I want to say the first period um, of 2022. It was a huge shedding of relationships. That's what I've noticed the most because with those Pluto-Venus conjunctions in the highest expression after the death, the rebirth is fuck 
now I know what I'm worthy and where I've been settling for less, where I've been codependent, where I've been, you know, people pleasing, where I've been not speaking my truth, where I've not acted in my highest alignment, where I've settled for less essentially. Mm. And the rise and the up-leveling process of Venus can be very much confronting for a lot of relationships, especially because that Pluto-Saturn conjunction we had in 2020, the last one we had in Libra. So there's a connection to that whole, how do we do relationships? Then we have a numerology year two. It's like all about, you know, union. union. Also, we had at the same time, just to bring in context, a Mars-Venus conjunction in Capricorn and then a Mars-Venus conjunction at zero degrees of Aquarius. So it was just the universe hammering into us that there has to be a new way of us relating to the world, relating to this planet, relating to other people and humans, relating to ourselves, right? And that's why I saw a lot of people navigating breakups potentially even marriage is ending i said that with the south node now being in scorpio we will have a lot of divorce Mm. a lot of um soul contracts ending right so it doesn't even have to be this huge fight it's just like i feel that the soul contract with a friendship with um you know even the soul contract to my work maybe a lot of soul contracts just ending and we have to open ourselves up to new things but again that's where we notice attachment right because we think well no i i can't leave my husband or i can't leave this friendship i have to fix it and that's where we can tap into or it's it's a fine line between feeling like i need to do more inner work in order to make this relationship work again or to say no it's actually divine that we both had an amazing chapter together and now head into a new chapter and Mm. in a similar way we have to be flexible and willing to allow a new foundation to i almost want to say fall into place because we're not really creating anything the universe creates for us we just have to take care of our frequency and so it's all being prepared already the the question is what's your frequency is your frequency fearful attachment or excitement for something that you don't even know what it is right the unknown because the universe is literally pushing you into a miracle if you are willing to jump into the unknown without any fear and i really love that you just shared that because that's exactly kind of the energy that i know i personally have been feeling is this this excitement yes and also witnessing everything kind of fall apart at the same time and so it really feels like this invitation into deeper sovereignty with our energy and with our frequency. So when in your material world, you feel like everything is falling around you, you have to rely on faith. And for me, that was such a big initiation. It was like the God wound, essentially, like how deeply can you trust? And actually, can you still connect to that excitement, even though everything around you is not what you expected or what you anticipated can you lean into that trust and hold your frequency and and it feels like this and i've been seeing like these visions of like my inner masculine like pumping iron in the gym right like he's training like strength training 
I love that you say that because you actually touched on something that was activated up until last week, which is, um, I also work at Human Design and the Gene Keys, Gate 25, which is the sacred, the, the, the sacred wound, essentially, uh, universal love. And in the lowest expression, it's constriction. In the highest expression, it's acceptance. And I talk about it because while we had the transit, so basically the sun illuminating that gate for the collective, um, it was also or it is my core wound in my human design. And during this transit, the most challenging thing happened to me on a personal level. It was International Women's Day, very cosmic poetry, which kind of made me realize, okay, there, there must be a higher reason for this to happen to me. Basically, to, to cut a long story short, I was um, robbed in Tulum by two guys. And they took everything to speak about material stuff away from me. So my phone with all of the access to all of my bank accounts, all of my crypto, all of my money, um, but then also very personal items, obviously my bag. I was just about to go to the two ceremony. So there were a lot of like very, you know, sacred items like for my altar with me too that were just like taken away from me and then on top of that physical things happening to me as a woman um with those two guys too so I was like shocked that something like that would happen to me mm. and I could I, I just really still to this day I have a hard time digesting it but I know there's a higher reason especially because it happened on that day but after that with nothing left like I didn't know how to take care of myself I didn't I'm still to this day I, I don't have any options of like withdrawing money because I don't have cards it, it just have to get around and rely on people in a way um, and PayPal is the only solution that that I made happen but yeah anyways you know, being threatened that all of your money, everything that you've built over the last years would be gone. And all of the things like I had to face all of these fears on top of obviously grieving and wounding how I felt so powerless in that situation, no one would help. And I feel like a lot of women especially can relate to that. Obviously, that's also a very ancestral wound, right? Where women have just been, you know, taken advantage of for years and years and years. Um, but it, it triggered that God wound because mm -hmm. I lost the connection to my own faith, my own trust. I, I was like, that's not fair. Why is this happening to me? Like, how, how could I manifest something like that? I felt like literally the way I explained it to my friend was I have heartbreak and heartache, but it feels like the universe broke my heart. It was not even a person. It was not, not even a guy. I feel mm -hmm. like it would have been easier if it would be a person, but it's, it's the universe broke mm -hmm. my heart with that. And to recover from that was very, very challenging. Still is, still processing yeah. in a way, but it also made me even stronger in, a, in an interesting way. So it's hard to put in words, but I love that you, you brought that up because I feel like for a lot of people, so many things have happened over the last two years that we really are on the verge of losing faith. And we have two options. We either lose faith or we build an even stronger faith muscle and trust muscle because it's all, and that's what you said, the heart. The heart is a muscle that is trained and the universe trains you and trains you and trains you, especially with the heart. Mm, yeah. And I just want to reflect back to you that the courage and the bravery and the strength to choose faith when you experienced something like that in the physical to then choose again faith 
when you're in that, like you said, that heartbreak between the universe breaking your heart, like, why did I have to go through that? You know, like, why would, and then also the piece as well, we blaming yourself, like, what did I do? You know, like, did I manifest this? Is there something within me? And again, that's the, the, the dichotomy of like the, the, the spiritual healing, how much do we take upon ourselves? And I feel like I really love that you brought that up because a lot of the time I actually had a friend say something similar to me earlier on today. Like, did I manifest this? Like, I can't believe I brought somebody like this into my field. And, and it's so difficult to touch upon because ultimately it's not something that you chose, right? And also on a soul level, was it something that needed to happen to cultivate the strength to go to the next level? It's and like, you, you know, I think it's, of, I know I created this. I know I manifested this, mm -hmm. but, or we chose, we choose this in order to have another choice, right? Because in that situation, again, I'm, I'm left with choices. I can make it, you know, the turning point of I'm a victim and I lose faith, mm -hmm. or I can make it a turning point of rising even stronger. Yeah. Because I've survived this, you know, yeah. and probably also because of my power and frequency, it could have been worse, but yeah. it wasn't. So also remaining grateful in a weird way for how it happened and how I've been protected still. Yeah. And I feel like that right there is such an important piece, especially moving forward. Yeah. in terms of how we navigate these situations. Like before we hopped on, you'd said to me that it felt like you were already on your knees, already on the floor, and you were just being pummeled again yes. and again and again. And that resonates so deeply. And it actually brings me back to what I was just saying and what you said earlier. That's something I felt in that situation. And I think it's a good... I guess, cue for everyone who goes through deep shit and the universe hits you again with something else, right? Mm -hmm. It's actually triggering that divine masculine in, in you to protect that divine feminine in you, mm. right? And that's also this like, okay, I don't need men or anyone else to protect me. I also have a divine masculine in me that can hold me in that situation, that can allow my feminine to grieve while also holding me at the same time because we are so powerful that we can multitask on a frequency level and yeah. we have both energies inside of us to support us so it's also an activation we can see every single you know the universe beating us with another thing as an activation to rise even stronger in our power and mm -hmm. to see it as the universe offering us another training in our ability to hold ourselves and oh my gosh i love where this is going but exactly what you just said, the vision that I'd had with the mm -hmm. inner masculine pumping iron, right? Yes. And I've also been getting this visual of like the army of the 300 mm. and their red capes emerging from the ocean. And the ocean to me is the wild feminine. Ooh. And it's the womb of the earth. And the womb. And so 
in my work, I'm seeing a lot of women experiencing either physical pregnancies or pregnancy symptoms or birthing symptoms. And it really feels like this rebirthing of consciousness, but not just that. It feels like we're rebirthing the masculine consciousness. We've had this like wild feminine, this divine feminine, the rise of the feminine for a really long time. And now to your point, I really feel like we're having to cultivate an equally strong in a masculine to be able to hold this ever expanding and rapidly expanding feminine, right? Because mm -hmm. she's constantly expanding. It's this infinite expansion. So our inner masculine is having to really pump some iron to mm -hmm. hold her within ourselves. Absolutely. It's so interesting that you also bring that up because ever since that happened i've been in really called to connect to my womb more mm -hmm. even more than i did before and i've been wearing my rose quartz yoni egg for three nights in a row and every single morning I, i'm bleeding but not bleeding in a period way but there's just like it feels there's something being activated and i never expected that from rose quartz you know if i wear my obsidian egg or whatever but yeah so I don't know, there's definitely something happening, a rebirth. I can feel that like a, a shedding of layers and of even karma and ancestral patterns and frequencies in the womb that we carry and maybe even an activation of gifts, you know, not even maybe I know it is happening. So yeah. the womb is the portal. The womb is the portal really and i'm seeing so many more women being called into connecting to their wombs again whether it's through this obscure like symptoms and that was one of the pieces for me was um health stuff and this obscure birthing of an energy um which was essentially like birth symptoms i was moving through a physical birth symptom but without being pregnant without having a baby and then it led into okay there's nothing physically wrong with your womb space like everything's all good so it may be a tumor in your pituitary gland like mm. so then you've got all of the unknown with those pieces and and it's being held in that liminal space as well that i think that so many people have been experiencing yes for the last two years but again like can you have faith can you actually cultivate the inner strength to okay if this is the situation how am i holding myself in this how am i navigating how am i gonna support myself through whatever this is and for me that looked like okay worst case scenario if it's cancerous what am i gonna do right all right, I'm going to go to the jungle. I'm going to go and see all of the shamans. I'm going to eat purely like organic Can I have food. a session with me? I'm going <laughs> to get erase that out of your field for sure. I've had so yeah. much, like, especially heart and not heart, breast cancer, mm -hmm. very related to the heart, but then also anything with the womb. It's, it's everywhere where you have not stepped into your full feminine expression. Yeah. So that would be your main work to do. And that's exactly what it was. And it was listening to the whispers of the body mm -hmm. again as soon as i experienced something just a little bit off i followed the chain mm -hmm. and yes it the journey it took me 
through all of these pieces but what i took from it was okay the womb come back to the womb so i deepened the work with the womb intuition pituitary gland right it's like seen as the feminine intuition part of the brain so again feminine intuition trusting leaning into that and it for me it was a deeper initiation into the work that i've been doing in the world but on a whole deeper level so again it's that okay am i going to play the victim here or am i going to rise because we have a choice yeah and am i giving even my healing power away to you know that's a whole nother subject that relates to what we experience in the world to the medical fields to people that might have a degree but they don't know your body yeah right even i i say that over and over again each and every body is has its own instructional manual no one can tell you what's best for your body there are obviously intuitive people that can tap into it mm-hmm. but at the end of the day you you do the healing for yourself otherwise it manifests over and over and over again until you decide that you heal it yeah yeah and just to like touch upon what both of us have been sharing to to consecrate it into like a lesson is whenever you are facing adversity whenever you're facing these times where you feel like you're being pummeled from every angle is there a part of you that can see it as an invitation into rising into rebirthing a new aspect of yourself that maybe you'd forgotten maybe you were this warrior in a past life and that part of your dna wants to be activated and it's this very thing that needs to come into your field right now for you to pull upon that warrior energy right whatever it is that you're experiencing can you access the part of you that is desiring to rise through this the alchemist yeah because we always have the choice to create something beautiful out of every single situation that we're in that's what we actually or why we came here right mm. and so again i think every shadow aspect or every shadow period in our life is our invitation to really show that we are artists creators and alchemists yeah and with what you touched upon earlier like this rebirth after the multiple deaths the three deaths very specifically the trinity i even got a trinity 333 tattoo i think that's what that was my venus (laughs) pluto conjunctions yeah the the three venus pluto conjunctions can you actually um just i think that at the beginning you just touched upon expanding a little more and specifically what that means what does it mean for venus to be in conjunction with pluto so every wherever Pluto is involved with transits, it means it's a death and rebirth. After a Pluto transit, nothing is the same anymore. And Venus traveled over him three times. So which means that he put her on fire three times. I was like, okay, good girl. Here we go. This needs to die. This needs to die. This needs to die. Mm-hmm. And Venus represents love, beauty, love, beauty, creation right Mm -hmm. the feminine of course money um material things as well Mm -hmm. our relationship to the body to sensuality to pleasure 
self-love self-worth i've said so much and then enter lilith essentially because i feel like lilith has this kind of phoenix from the ashes energy just like exactly like you can see a pluto venus conjunction that's like massive lilith energy okay right so with this lilith energy how can we how can the viewers harness that inner lilith like what now we're stepping into this like more energy with the uh, astrological new year and we're stepping into this fresh frequency which i've definitely been feeling this like okay more fire. Thank God more it's fire. Fire. Season, i swear yeah literally airy season saved my ass let's make that a hashtag yes because the pisces was so foggy because you have also so much planets and pisces and it just felt like this unclear wobbly weirdness yes and for me it also showed me the potential of creation like yes, actually there were some really magical moments in pisces season for me mm-hmm. that gave me that remembrance of oh i can create magic yes. i can co-create miracles like oh yeah there's my magic right it, yes. there were these little elements and it was kind of very dreamy very lucid very fluid so it was like okay this fog between what's possible and also the distortions around what's possible so that then in aries season it's like okay i have dreamt really fucking big i can see how i desire my life to feel how i want it to look and where i'm really truly going and then aries action enters in this rebirth energy and it feels really good it does it does it's also aries is really reconnecting us with our inner warrior with you know all of a sudden we have the courage to not let these these crushing moments over the first period of 2020 to define us so but really to rise help us to rise into our power which i mean by the time you upload this uh, episode i think it will be the new moon in aries which is conjunct chiron um which is you know the wound of us not have not being in power but i think this new moon on with chiron is really also an activation of no we take our power back Mm. finally I love that. Taking our power back and mm, sprinkling in some of that like energy of mm-hmm. that we've learned through all the of this Lilith energy, yes. right? With self-expression. We take our power back through being every single mm-hmm. facet of ourselves, through stepping mm-hmm. out, through being brave, through being that like wild and untamed version of ourselves that's how we fucking take our power back yes no more hiding it's the only way no more hiding we can't you know i say that over and over again the universe doesn't make any mistakes and the reason that you take up energetic space on this earth plan right now during this time where we can really not waste any energy right Mm -hmm. it's not a coincidence you're not here by accident so you have a really important role in restructuring the planet and and that's you know to be very south node in scorpio about this that means that a lot of people will also choose to exit if you're not strong enough so we will see a lot of souls exiting the planet if they don't hear the call of their soul 
and just don't follow through with their soul contract. Mm. Yeah. That, that's what it is. That's why a lot of people die actually right now. Yeah. On a higher level. Yeah. And I think that it can sometimes feel edgy to speak about that, right? Yeah. But also we're not always talking on a human level, especially when yes. we're talking. It's not, it's a, it's a soul yeah. agreement. So when we went back to the trauma that you'd recently experienced, yes. right? It was like, like my human didn't choose it, but maybe my soul, like my soul chose it to, you know, it's that the edge of speaking as a human where you're like, okay, yeah, honestly, I didn't choose this because this feels like shit. And the human doesn't like it, it, but I have to trust that the soul did, right? Yes, exactly. Exactly. That on some level, like our soul chose the day and the time that we entered this earth. Our soul chose every single piece of what we've experienced. And our highest self is always there for us to tap into, to tune into, so that we have that direct connection to source, to God, to whatever you want to call it, universe. It's just making that decision. It's a choice. Do we tap into that? Do we listen? Or do we actually allow the stories that we create around our own suffering, i.e. the victim, i.e. like being like feeling so stuck that we don't know how to get out? And actually, can we in those moments tune in and connect to the higher purpose, the higher truth, and actually, then we get the steps out. Then which we, is all, which is also actually uh, relates to the sacred wound in a way, because if we acknowledge and accept and see how powerful we are, and that you create every single moment, it means that when we are in our power, we also are in our responsibility, and that's the, the that's the tricky piece because then me in my situation I have to also take responsibility for everything mm -hmm. for my own healing for the consequences in the material plane spiritual emotional everything right mm -hmm. I cannot be like oh you know life is awful and then that happened to me I can and I think for a moment it's it's, it's also totally totally human to be in that state but then yeah. at some point, I'm like, okay, if I want to be back in my power, I have to take responsibility now. Yes. And I really love that you just touched upon that because it is important that we move through the human expression mm -hmm. of whatever grief, whatever sadness, whatever pain we're going through so that it can transcend the physical, yes. right? So in this, I just want to reiterate to everybody listening, this doesn't mean spiritually bypassing any pain that you're in, right? Just really drilling that home. Yeah, feel it. Yeah, play the victim. But fucking, if you're going to play the victim, go all in and like have a full tantrum and throw yourself dramatically on your bed and like really feel it because that is actually the power of our human bodies and the alchemy that actually clears it clears the density from our body of these lower vibration emotions and stories that we try to create and actually then frees up more space and afterwards in the physical. It's so fucking incredible. Yeah. And, and this is another piece as well. Like, and I get it with clients 
a lot. They're like, I'm scared that if I go there, that I'm never going to come back. Yes. I'm scared and that if I express my rage, I'm never coming back. That's what, how I felt. You know, I was in full victim mode. I was in full like grieving, sadness. The universe is an asshole. I never yeah. want to do astrology. Like why, what's even the point of me being here if I'm not, you know, connected to my gift anymore. Mm -hmm. And it felt like it, it, I would never get out of there. Yeah. But then when you give yourself these like designated periods to really go all in, and I'm not joking when I say literally have a tantrum, throw yourself on the floor, like pound the floor and like ask God, what the fuck, right? Yeah. Have those moments. And when you fully meet the emotions in those moments, it does alchemize. And there have been some times where I've been processing like disgust or like processing sexual trauma or like grief. And I've ended up doing cartwheels or dancing or just like giggling incessantly because it does transform and transmute because that, to your point earlier, we are the alchemists and we do have that capacity. And we came to this earth, in my opinion, to feel all of the all of the things, all of the duality, all of the polarity, like that capacity to feel your way through every element of that process is your key to your power. Yeah. Because you realize, hey, okay, if I can move through that, then I can move through this next thing. And if I can move through those things, then I can move through this next thing. And then it begins to compound in the opposite way rather than spiraling into this downward desperation victim space. Yes, because I mean, it, it, it's probably the biggest prison to be afraid of your own emotions. Oh, yeah. Not even your ex external things. It's like, oh, fuck, I'm so afraid that I feel. <gasps> because you cannot run away from that at all. You yeah. cannot protect yourself from feeling either. I mean, yes, you can suppress everything, but that just manifests in even worse things. So there's no escape from feeling. Yeah. It's literally why we came. Yeah. <laughs> like it's literally yeah. part of the human experience. And yeah, I just love that. I remember hearing, I think it was Aubrey Marcus actually say, bliss is any feeling fully felt. Mm. Right. And I love that bliss is any feeling fully felt. I love that. So we can reach these states of bliss if we're willing to feel all of the feelings and we're willing to step into that expression and reclaim our power mm. through that authentic expression. Absolutely. Mm, that was a juicy one. Oh, yeah. Are there any final pieces, words of wisdom, little tidbits that you would like to leave our listeners with today? Um, I would invite everyone to reflect on the themes and patterns that the universe is right now showing you. Because following those and following where you would love to shrink right now and hide or someone else to take over and to do it for you, that's where your true power lies. Oh, I just got chills. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Anything that you're looking to outsource. Yeah. 
stone. That's where your power lies. Yes. Wow. Anywhere where you would love someone else to give you the answer or to do it for you, that's the work you have to do right now. And it will set you free. It will liberate you. Oh my gosh, I just got chills again. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for all of your wisdom, all of your knowledge. Thank you for sharing your vulnerable heart and your experience with us to serve anybody else who is moving through difficulties mm -hmm. or feeling like they're being pummeled from every angle right now. Please, please, please know that you are not alone. Not at all. And please reach out if you feel like you need support because we are all in this together. We literally are rising together. We can't do this one by one. We have to really come together right Absolutely. now. Yeah. Mm, thank you so much. Where can people find you? Thank you so much. And you can find me on Instagram, Magic Kathy Official with underscores. I have a podcast, The Magic Kathy Show, YouTube, Magic Kathy. So everywhere it's Magic Kathy. And you can also Kathy find with me, a K. Kathy with a K in London very soon with Lara. But I'm pretty <gasps> sure she will speak about that more. Yeah, we're actually hosting an event together. Yes. Talk about coming together. We are not alone. Yes, come together. We're not alone. We are actually hosting an event in London together on the 10th of April. It is a women's circle. So if you feel like you're desiring to tap into some of this Lilith energy and really be witnessed in this juicy frequency, surrounded by sisters with cacao and some rose medicine, that's what we're going to be doing. So please do reach out if that feels really yummy to you. Um, we have a limited space, so make sure that you get in touch if that is lighting you up from the inside out. And all of the links to Kathy's website, any offerings that she has, her social handles, it's all going to be in the show notes. So you can be sure to stay in contact with all of her magic. She does incredible posts up to date on her instagram sharing about the current energies and the frequencies and what we're all moving through which has honestly been a life god a lifesaver a lifesaver yeah. and a godsend for me because it makes me realize oh okay i'm not crazy cool kathy's on it we're all in this together that's what's going on all right yeah i know it's even for me it's, it's like such medicine i swear yeah, yeah. okay amazing thank you so much for being here and we will see you next time this has been wild and untamed i am your host clara raybone sending you so much love <laughs>